Oh, there we go. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is Dave Watercooler. Episode number 189. Today's topic is educating your WordPress clients. We'll find out what that means by asking Steve that question. But let's go around the room real quick and get everyone <laughs> introduced. Bobby, tell us all about yourself. Hey, I'm Bobby, and I'm a WordPress developer. I've been working as a front-end developer for over 20 years. And Yeah, hi. Hello. Great. How about you? I'm Drake Berry. I'm the founder of Oso Studio, a WordPress engineering company in Austin, Texas. Nice. John Brown, how about you? Uh, hi, my name's John Brown. I'm an Aries. Uh, I like nice walks on the beach. No, um, I'm the owner of a custom WordPress development shop called Nine Seeds. Um, I'm also a world traveler. I'm actually packing back here, um, packing up our house to move next week to be full-time digital nomad again. So um, it's chaos back there. Oh, man. What about you, Paul? My name's Paul. I'm not an Aries. I'm a Capricorn. I worked in WordPress for, I don't know, like 10 years. Did the gamut of a lot of jobs, managed some clients. Happy to be here. Nice. What about you, Robert? I'm Robert Gilmer. I build stuff with WordPress. Sweet. What do you say? Hey, I'm Say Reed at Say Reed Media on all the things. Teach WordPress, make WordPress, love WordPress, um, and I'm a Gemini. <laughs> what did I start? No. <laughs> That's oh, all I got for you. Say has a birthday coming up. I do have a birthday coming up. Yay. How do you know that's true by her sign? I'm just floored. I actually I just know what her birthday is. <laughs> Suzette, tell us all about yourself. Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette, and I'm just having fun being on sabbatical and playing with my WordPress sites. A lot of fun and crocheting. Sweet. Steve. I am Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And tonight we are meeting in my office at 7, uh, and WP Engine will be here, and they've got giveaways. So come on by. Nice. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter, and I blog over at jasontucker.us. So, Steve, what the heck are we talking about tonight? Today. <laughs> tonight or today? <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> Educating your WordPress client. What, what, where were you? Where were you thinking this was was going to be going today? Well, today, um, oh my gosh, we've touched on this topic so many times on the water cooler, and, and two Very weeks lightly. ago. Two, two weeks ago, um, uh, we we talked about you know making this topic, so I thought this would be a good idea for a show, right? So, so educating for me, educating my clients is all about setting expectations, right? And the more you can educate up front, the more time ultimately you save on the uh, on the back end. And I'll turn that over to say with that comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm 12. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's how old I'm turning. No, really, 12. You're, you're, no. you're right, Steve. We have talked a ton <laughs> about this about this type of client. You know, but back in episode 117, I did the Google. I typed in word, you know, Dave Watercooler, and then setting expectations. Um, we talked about it. <laughs> episode like he's got them all memorized. <laughs> we talked about this a whole bunch. all indexed so, right here. I think that I think the difference here is is that this this particular part is more about like we you selected me as your developer of choice and now I'm going to build you a website and oh by the way we use WordPress 
Right? So, is that kind of where you're going with well, this, Steve? No, yes, yes and no. I mean, edu educating your client can mean a bunch of different things. Say, you were going to say something. So I'll, well, I'll I was going to say, I mean, it definitely extends to even prior to, depends on where you get the client in, mm -hmm. the, in the timeline of their evolution. If you're starting fresh with a client, educating your client um, includes educating them on what WordPress is before you get into it and under explaining the concept of self-management or how the site will be managed and that that might be why you're using WordPress. But um, So it's, it's about understanding the system that they're moving forward with because it's really likely that that developer is not going to be with that business or that entity for, you know, forever or, you know, two, five, six years. So it's really important that the client understands what they have, like what, what, what's the deal with what they're using, so they understand the basic elements, they can communicate that further if need be. So a lot of my clients come to me with an existing WordPress site that another developer has um, screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I call those franken-sites, that's, 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 my, that's my, my term for that. And I love, those are my favorite opportunities is when I get to come in and, and fix an existing problem. So my, that's where, for me, usually the education part starts is um, going over exactly what's going wrong and where the problem lies, right? So I, I, one of the first pieces of client education that I do is I talk about what is WordPress code, what's custom code, what's a plugin, and what's hosting so that they can understand where the differentiators are because um, a, a website, especially a WordPress website, has a lot of moving parts. So that's the first thing we discuss right. is when, it, when, it, when I bring on a new client. And that's how long do you spend with them? How long, long do you spend on this effort of like educating them? Because like, what if they're all like, I don't even know the difference between web hosting and a domain name? It, it's going to vary. It's going to vary based on clients. Yeah. Some clients, some clients don't want to know. They don't want to be educated. They don't care. They want to hand everything over. And that's really you just ask that as a qualifying question, right? How, yeah, I think this is what I was going to say. It kind of starts in the sales process, right? Yep. Like where Say was going to is like part of it in the sales process is is educating your client a little bit on the the ecosystem, and then gauging what your client's level of understanding is and level of involvement wants to be. So if they're the I just need a website, don't even tell me what it's built on or anything about it, okay, you go forward from there with the education process of this is the minimum stuff you need to know. You own a domain name, you own a website, whereas some clients want to be heavily involved and you need to end up lining up training tutorials and things for them for basic content generation. Like so. Yeah. So yeah, it, exactly. It depends on the role that the client has with the site, how you are going to educate them. And I think that's why this topic gets so confusing because there are so many different paths. Even at like WordCamps, you see like this this education concept. There are people who take it uh, a beginning one. I think this is at WordCamp San Diego. I heard that like there's a beginning um, Word WordPress uh, kind of session, but it went in the developer direction. So it was like a beginning developer, which is not the same thing as a beginning person who owns a website who might be updating the posts. So understanding what direction your client really wants to go in and the roles, like John was saying, is 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 essential before you go anywhere because you won't know. Which but way ultimately, you're going. I'm going to want every client to at least understand the basics, understand where each where what each bucket is, because. Really, ultimately, that that justifies the cost, right? Down the road, if they don't understand what I'm doing, and I send them a big uh, bucket of hours for something that I did, that and they weren't educated on it, there could be a problem down the road. Yeah, and it's also part of having them um, buy into 
um, the work that you're doing, like exactly what you're saying, but like the packages that you might be presenting if you're doing something value-based or the hours if you're doing hourly, like if they don't understand that and they don't, you know, then they think that they're supposed to do it or someone else is supposed to do it. It's really about setting those up in the beginning. Well, and and, the, and that that's a that's a great point that you made because it, it really and, and Suzette, this comes back to your original question. Uh, educating the client is ultimately going to um, determine roles and responsibilities, right? What 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 responsibilities do I have as the provider, and what is the client going to be doing? Are they providing the content? Are they doing the beta testing? Are they setting up a domain? Right? Are they managing the DNS? All those questions need to be understood uh, before you go into building a website. And I think in order, that's why the education part has, because a lot of developers will just push forward with that. But really, if we're doing right for ourselves, for the client, for the future web developers that they may work with, I think it's incumbent that we take it upon ourselves to start there. It's like, okay, you don't know what web hosting is, even though you've had you know three different websites and people have just been doing it for you for like whatever. Let me take a moment to explain what your assets are here and what you're dealing with. And I think taking that kind of approach can... Is, it really goes well with the WordPress ethos because all in all, WordPress is really about self-publishing and being able to be empowered to do the updates, not the not necessarily the uh, the plugin updates, but the content updates yourself and the client doing that, and that's the power of WordPress. So I think that fits really well together. And so Shane and I have said a lot, so let's let's let that. Let yeah, we're talking like about ranting. the sales onboarding of of getting clients up to speed, but what about once they have an existing site? the ongoing maintenance kind of thing. And I, I've got to put a plug out there for our favorite thing, which is WP 101, Sean Haskus um, tutorials. We install those on all of our ongoing clients' sites for the great tutorials, like videos inside the dashboard for basic um, blog management type stuff, content generation, how to install plugins, edit code, or edit, not code, edit copies, stuff like that. Um, but then we go above and beyond that for our clients who often have a lot of custom functionality built for their site, and we will build screencast videos of that specific functionality and then embed that into that same system so it's all in kind of one repository. Um, and they've got a screencast of how to use a custom post type and which fields they need to fill out and um, what will happen if they do certain things. Um, <laughs> I do not having this button. Yeah. If you create screencasts, I highly recommend using a program like WP Help which allows you to embed like all of those uh, screencasts like into like a page that can be viewable. So if you have the changeover of different staff, then the documentation should always just be in one place, like how to use a site and how to use a custom functionality that was built specifically for this site, like more like what John was saying. Uh, Sidekick does that as well, don't they? Sidekick, Sidekick by Ben Fox, yeah. Yeah, there and there's there's there are one or two others that we looked at, and we ended up going with the with WP 101 for hours. Um, and we actually had a client recently that uh, one of our enterprise clients that did a huge reorganization um, internally, and no one who originally got the training for their for their latest WordPress site was on it. No one had used WordPress before. We put them in with the WP 101 plugin. And within within about a week, they were they were completely up to speed and able to take over, and take back over the management of their site. One nice. of the things that we do when we build this into all of our contracts is at at, at site launch or right before site launch, we will do a one hour training session on GoToMeeting, um, and we we schedule that and we record it and so that yes. we can post it later for anybody that missed the meeting. 
That is so helpful. I've done that so many times and it saved me. Like people that couldn't make the meeting or like whatever their excuse was, well, it's recorded. I don't have to do it again. That's a great so idea really because helpful. you get the you get the live experience that you don't get in a, a screencast, a direct screen screencast where you might miss something because you know you're a developer and you don't see the obvious things sometimes. Uh, but then you also get that live experience, but it's recorded. That's really smart. I like that. It's actually kind of off topic, but it's why we push back when clients. Us? Off topic? No, no, but, but <laughs> like I never happens. I have a formulaic email that's um, rather than us do a live screencast with you, how about you just how about we just record you something so that you can come back to it anytime you want? And the simple reason is that it will take me fifteen minutes to record a screencast with something for them that they can watch a hundred times. Whereas that one live training session will take an hour and probably not stick. Like I wish I was a better trainer than that, but Way too yeah, often listening you, you, You've got a good point. The, the, the reason I like the one-hour live training sessions, we have a plan, I have a, a, an agenda that I cover, but like Suzette said, we get that interaction with the client because there's things that they might be focused on that we're not. Yeah, that can really help you make adjustments if you do a screencast or documentation later to see you know, what their, their needs are. And it can turn into change orders. Ooh. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. You can be like, you know. I'm just going to put my business hat on for a second. Don't get me wrong. Clients who want to pay us for an hour of consulting time for everybody who's on that call can do a live training session. Um, and you're right. Like, things come out of those. Um, and if they're well scripted and well organized ahead of time, they're great. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm a it's firm so believer hard. that more more client interaction is better because the the more that we 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 are able to train and get them looking at the site and go go through things, like I said, the more change orders are ultimately going to come out of it. For some clients, that's the only time they're really going to sit down and ever do that. So you know, the the question is, do you really value um, or do you really want that client to be able to use that site going forward? Because if that's kind of what makes a good site, if it's usable, it's if it's just sitting there and no one can use it, it might be the greatest site in the world. But in the long run, that doesn't serve the business. So I think you know having that kind of ongoing training can really benefit the business, which then gives you more business. And there well, and there are stakeholders. It depending on the size of the client, there are stakeholders that may not be involved in the day to day development. Right? They come for that training session because you scheduled the time for it. And that's well, part of the onboarding process is to get them to realize that it's not just a static sort of thing. It's not just turn it on and boom, it's done. So. Yeah, I have the hardest time trying to explain to people that, like, once you have a website, you do have to update it. It's, like, the yeah. hardest concept. Like, what do you mean I have to keep updating it? Like, didn't they get it right the first time? And so I have to go <laughs> to this whole spiel about, like, how it's a very uh, popular software and there's a lot of hackers that target it. And so you have to keep it updated. It's so hard for people to get. And I tell them that and I go back to the site and I see 13 updates. I'm like, they're not listening to me. So let's, no. let's, talk, about, let's talk about maintenance for a minute because it's a good segue, right? So one of, the, one of the biggest pieces I educate a new client on or a new prospect is maintenance, right? And one of the first things I say in that initial meeting is a good website is never complete. That's true. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, You're it's, it's continually growing. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. It means you're it means you're successful. It means you're growing. It, it, it those are good things. But that's that leads us into it's uh, like a our soul relationship with a client, right? Which is maintenance. 
There's a lot of deep metaphors Steve here. Steve loves just, his recurring revenue well, maintenance. <laughs> I do. I'm curious. I'm curious well, how you plan on that. Like, I mean, going in and talking about, talking about what constitutes a change order. What's um, that? What, what, I mean, how, how do you approach that with clients? Like the difference between a change order versus maintenance. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know how it is with, with these sites. You can go mm -hmm. in and somebody be like, "How much does that cost?" And you'd be like, "Fifty dollars," because this magical plugin does it, and it's one click. And there'll be, and then they'll ask, "Well, how does it? Much does it cost if?" And you're like, ten thousand dollars, and a dinosaur will need to program it because it's magic. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> are, are, I mean, are you referring to me as the dinosaur? Or? No, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, but it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain for somebody who doesn't really know why these things come in. Like, you know, how do you balance that? Again, this is, this is part of client education. Uh, there, there are many, there are many um, parts to a website, right? So there's, first of all, hosting, right? So when we separate out each of those buckets, one of the first things we talk about is hosting. Um, ho with hosting, things can just go wrong. A server could go down. An update could be made without us knowing it, right? And that could cause problems with your website. So the reason we separate out those buckets is we, we, we turn into a conversation about who do you call when something goes wrong, right? Yes. Um, I, always, I always tell my clients, I always tell my clients, I'm not in the hosting business, right? So Don't call I will me 24-7. <laughs> I, I will set up a relationship with a host and preferably a host that has 24/7 maintenance because we don't have 24/7 support. It's not what we do. So like this morning, I had a client. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. As we're educating to the client, what we say is, um, let's talk about what could go wrong and when things go wrong. So we like to schedule our code rollout so that everybody is aware of when code is going live because if something goes wrong during that window, it's probably something that we did. And we're available and we make the fix. If it's something that goes wrong in the middle of the night that where we didn't roll out some code, it's probably a server issue. So call those, are go some, some of, those are just some of the basics of, of who to call when something goes wrong um, so that I'm not called at 2 AM. I just had a, a client this morning. Uh, uh, text, not text me, but thankfully, uh, but send me a screenshot, like all panicked uh, from Vault Press that there was a something needs to be confirmed with Vault Press, and Vault Press is very alarming. So it's like, oh my God, you just have to fix this right now, and uh, you know they're panicking. So I had to, I have to, I have to decide: do I just fix it? Do I take a moment, be like, that's what this is. This is a notification from Vault Press. You can fix that by logging into your Vault Press dashboard in, you know. Jetpack, Vault Press, click this button, you know, and, and give them that information so that I'm empowering them to do that, and then in the future, you know, I can just forward them that email. But, you know, or I can do it and charge them for it by telling them that I'm going to do it for them. But I, I prefer to empower because that's the whole, again, that's the whole point of me, for, uh, for me, for, of WordPress, is that it is something that you can do yourself. And so I try to take every opportunity to educate the client. I think that's a that that segues into something really interesting, which is the educating your client about the warnings and notices that may come up on their site. Um, VaultPress is a good example. Um, it, those types of things are one of the reasons I almost universally advise against using WordFence. I know people who love it, but it is the most alarming, scare <laughs> it in the is. Face. Like everything <laughs> is a disaster every day, and you're just like, screw it, I can't install this on a client site because I can't support this. This is insane. It's an interesting thing that I think has changed over time because like five, six years ago, WordPress didn't have all of these scary warnings. Like I don't remember them anyway. Like 
you hand it over to client, the client saw an update notice here or there. But now, like, it's it's client exhaustion of, like, every time they log into their dashboard, like, Yoast SEO is updated, and now WordPress <laughs> has an alert, and VaultPress needs to be reconnected, and Jetpack has something here, and Contact Form 7 needs you to verify your outgoing email and like and the problem with that is the client then gets numb to those because you're like oh don't pay attention to that it's not a big deal whatever and then they don't see if something really does happen or they don't pay attention to their email from their hosting company telling them to update their credit card and then you know something happens and you know you're like it had nothing to do with me whatsoever it's just you you know yeah, the, reading the, your the, email. <laughs> it's not that complicated. The, the cynical side of me is like, it means that they'll pay me more to do the maintenance for them because they're afraid to or they're intimidated to. But I think there's also, you know, an underlying issue there, which is just things have changed. Like the the amount of notifications has gotten really bad, and we could maybe talk later about the new notification thing coming to uh, WordPress hopefully soon. But that wouldn't be on topic. That's let's that push through it. For That's another. a great topic for yeah. another day. Yeah. We have next week's topic. Thank you, there we go. <laughs> Let's remember that for Memorial Day. Memorial <laughs> Day. Um, oh, that's right. The next show is on Memorial Day, isn't it? No, because why would we do that? That would be terrible. Um, so what, uh, what do you guys do for – do you have clients that are more DIY? Like um, do you send them to, for example, WP Beginner, or do you, do you advise them to Google? Like what um, – for the more DIY clients, maybe you guys don't have those. I definitely have those working with the Small Business Development Center because we don't take always that – hands, totally hands-on approach, so I'm often having to explain to people how to Google and how to differentiate between, you know, there's so many tutorials out there that like, are like, put this code in your functions file, don't have a functions file, download this plugin, and it's like, self-education can go very badly very quickly in those instances, and then the client has no idea what they did. And then something breaks, and then they come oh. to you and they're like, this is, this is broken, fix it, and you're like, what did you do? And if they're that fault. much of a do-it-yourself customer, they should definitely be using a local server like desktop server to experiment and get all their like crazy like plugins tested. Um, yeah, I think that helps a, a lot. Really, that's a really tough sell for my clients. It depends on how do-it-yourself they are, though. You guys, so desktop server is a complicated situation. Like, I want it to be easier, but it's not something that I can recommend to any of my small business clients. They have no, it's just not really? possible. I don't even have access to their local computers most of the time. Um, but, because they're using, like, desktops and, like, old, like, PCs. Like, this is a real factor in like the world. Like a 386? Like, stuff that you don't want to look oh. at, okay? It's broken, and none of the keys work. Okay, anyway. Um, the... I got really distracted about thinking about their computers. Uh, but there's a great solution for that called WP Stagecoach um, that I'm a big fan of. And I've actually started using this with clients because it's something that is done in the admin. And people can just spin up a, a stage staging site just you know, every time they kind of want to have that bug and want to do those things. Or if they really legitimately do want to be using WordPress to its full potential and make those changes, um, you can subscribe monthly or annually. So it's monthly it gets pretty affordable if you just kind of have the whim so I think Bobby, what are you guys doing over there with this stuff when you're dealing with when you're dealing with a client who who just wants to do everything or maybe a client that doesn't do anything and they just want to just pay you money to just do the stuff what, what, yeah, tell me so how you guys are doing it 
So, so one of the big things that I do for my clients, especially if I'm if I'm building this from scratch, is one if they if they hand if they're really great and they hand me a design guide, I go back and I create for them another style guide that says, hey, this class here does what you wanted here. So let's say they have this paragraph style. Um, and I can say, hey, this is the class here. So when they're writing their own HTML and their posts and things, um, and then their pages, they can use the proper classes and it still looks like a really great site. Another thing that I love to do um, for clients, especially if I'm handing it off to like a DIY, is I actually write something in the readme file of their theme that says, this plugin does this for you, this plugin does this for you, this plugin does this for you, this plugin does this for you. I don't just mark them as like MU. I don't just stick them in the must use folder and say, hey, bye. I tell them <laughs> I tell them in a place where they're gonna go and they're gonna see. Like my first thing would be, I'm gonna go see what this theme does. And if it's in the README file, it gets picked up on the dashboard and they can see right there. Um, also leave my email address just in case they have any trouble and I don't remember. <laughs> I think out the plugins and explaining what all the plugins do, I think, is a great point and really important because they can only understand the basic thing, but it's like they also need to understand when their accounts expire, who paid for it, what's happening with that, because those things have to be updated and kept current also. So, and who to contact if something goes wrong with that plugin, because that comes down to the responsibility thing we were talking about too. It's not always Paul. Are you always raising? Are you raising your hand? I am raising. raising you don't, we don't do that here. This hand is raised. Are you waiting for somebody to call on you? Because it's not going to happen. It just happened. Just happened. That is done. Oh. It only took us nine episodes to do that. I'd like to ask a hard question about client education. Um, and this and this is a, honestly this is a, this is a question I got asked by a client. It might have been my sister, so it was it was hard to receive. But uh, <laughs> I mean, so I, I I got a call from my sister, and she you know I didn't do the site, but she has a WordPress site for the company she works for, and and it's been you know and it's kind of it's hit that three year mark, it hasn't been updated, nobody's looking at it, it gets hacked. <clears throat> And she was like, asked like, hey, Paul, can you help out with this, or what should I do? And, like, my honest answer is, like, look, I, I can do it. It'll take me a weekend, but, like, since it's for your company, like, you, you know, here are services that 300 bucks to remove a hack, and then you should probably install Jetpack so that there's auto scans for security because WordPress doesn't work without that. And, and, and her question to me was, like, well, if I'm going to have to spend 300 bucks to fix this thing, and I have to go in and update it, and there's all this, like, man time in, in maintaining it, why don't I just go do a Squarespace site? Oh, yes. And it's like, oh, uh, man, this. You know what that I'm is, living that out. Is, that is something I hear all the time uh, from clients. And I've talked about this on the show, that there are clients that WordPress isn't the right solution for. Sometimes, though, for it depends on the functionality, because Squarespace has limited functionality, and that's really what it comes down to. Well, what's so, your functionality? What's the functionality? Well, that's why when you first start with a client, that's why you have to have these conversations about roles and responsibilities and what's the point of the thing because maybe WordPress is just always going to be a problem or maybe Squarespace is always going to be a problem. So it's about really what this comes down to is educating the client and having this conversation in a grander scheme of the business and not it being like this isolated thing over here that's this website that's tacked on, you know? Because in your sister's case, Paul, like maybe they don't need to pay attention to the website. Not true. Everyone does. Um, but, you know, maybe it doesn't need to do anything fancy, so they would be better off with Squarespace. 
or maybe they're running some key thing through the website and so they need to allocate more resources to it because it's actually a valuable tool. So looking at it in the larger scope of the business can fix things in a larger scope way as opposed to just patching problems as you go along. I think I think a Squarespace is kind of like a train. You're taking a train to work every day, and you're okay with like getting off the train, calling an Uber, taking you over to a play, to your place, and getting there. Versus like having a car where you could just drive wherever you want to go, customize it however you want, pick the music that you want to listen to, do all the stuff. There's a you know there's a little bit of a di difference here between having a Squarespace site and having a WordPress site. That's, the best, that's the best that. analogy I've ever heard of Squarespace and WordPress, and I love analogies, so that makes me really happy. But if you have a, that's a good one. If that you have a good, yeah. that doesn't value their own time and wants to put in time to, to build themselves a site on Squarespace, is that the kind of client that you would want to work with in the first place? Hmm. Well, you can hire people that's to topic build, Squarespace, build you Squarespace sites, too, but yeah. We're, yeah. we're, I, I think that uh, it's, we all agree that education in this sense is really important. So in terms of educating a client, of, I mean, you know, we all have to do pitches. We all have to prove our value every, like, we, we all have to apply for a job every time we do a new, like, work week or whatever. I mean, what, what are some of the things you guys share with clients when you're talking about the things in WordPress that we can do that do bring clients value? And we that will have good. to answer that yeah. question. We never do. No, no. I don't know. They can do whatever they want. Okay. Yep. Folks, that's about it for today. Make sure you go over to our website at wpwatercore.com. Click on the link there to subscribe. We do shows both on Monday and on Thursdays, so check out our schedule and go from there. If you want to watch and hear more about, say, talking about all these cool things. She's going to be on the show this week. I don't know if she remembers or not, but she's going to be on the show this I week did. and be talking about that stuff over at WPP. As soon as you said that, I remembered. You have a good one. See you later. Bye-bye.